0: What's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast, and welcome to this episode. And uh, what I wanted to touch on in this episode is a recent example when I was cold calling on a podiatry group and you know, it was a relatively short interaction, but I think it has a couple of interesting topics to further discuss. Uh, some I may have touched in the, in the podcast thus far, but I know that some of them are going to be relatively new. Uh, but it's going to look at how do we handle objections, uh, when they're raised? Um, how do we look at that? How do we think about that? When do we handle objections? Um, and, and kind of working through the sales process, with those two understandings. So let me, let me kind of outline the scenario of what happened. Um, I was calling on this podiatry customer and so I walk in the door, you know, it's pretty standard. They have somebody at the front desk and then their, uh, administrative manager or their office manager was also there talking with the other, with the other individual. So I identified obviously that I'm a vendor, and so this administrator passed it off to their office manager because she's the one that handles those things. And so I've got uh, I've got a little marketing slick to give them, and so she's kind of looking at this marketing slick while I'm. I'm talking about, or explaining what it is that we do, who we are, why I'm in front of her, etc. And so, the first thing out of her mouth is, "Well, we already have somebody that we use for DME, and we've been using them for a long time, so I know for sure we would not be interested in switching to what you guys do there, right?" So that's like, that's like thirty seconds into me walking in the door, she's already telling me that they already have somebody that they've been using for DME for a long time, and there's she is not going to switch, and what I, where I'm coming from, from this perspective is, well, I've never even told you what my product mix is. You don't even know what I have to offer in the DME space. How do you know that you're not going to switch? You know, like, like I haven't even told you what we do. I haven't given you my prices. Maybe I have something that you've never seen before, right? You've got to understand from the customer's perspective, that's simply an automated response. It's not like she's actually objecting to anything legitimate at that point. Right. And I know in one of the other podcasts, I talked about legitimate and illegitimate objections. That could be a legitimate objection. Right. It could be that they already have somebody that they've worked with for 10 years, and it doesn't matter what I show them or what pricing I have or what service I can provide, they're not going to switch. Right. It could be that's a legitimate objection. But for the sheer fact that I've never even had a conversation with them about what it is that we do. For, this, for the reality of the fact that I haven't even discussed who we are, what we do, which products we sell, the pricing that we have, it has to be addressed and approached as an illegitimate objection at this point. Until later, we'd be able to prove it to be an il- a legitimate objection. And so I think where some sales reps struggle is they're they're looking at every objection that gets thrown at them. They have to handle that objection. And from my perspective, you know, she said, uh, oh, we don't use it. You know, we're going to stick with the other person. We're not interested in looking at your DME. I didn't try to handle that objection. I didn't ask, well, you know, why wouldn't you, how long you've been using them? What are you using them for? What are all those things? Like I literally had just walked in the door. And when I think about, all right, what is my primary, what is my primary objective when I'm walking in the door to a new customer for the first time, let's think about our sales process the first sales process or the first step in the sales process is cold calling, right? You're out prospecting for customers. The second step is a meeting. You want to have a discovery meeting with the customer. Now, sometimes that happens when you walk in the door and then they'll give you five, 10 minutes to have that discussion with them. But in this scenario, I was not, we were not in a discovery meeting like that just simply wasn't going to happen at that time at that place. And so from my perspective, I'm not trying to handle her objection of we're not going to use you for DME. All I'm trying to do is get to the meeting. I'm just trying to move forward in the sales process. I'm at step one when I walk in the door. How can I get to step two? How do I get to an actual meeting with the customer when we're actually going to sit down and have a discussion about what it is that we do, how we may or may not be different than what they currently use, etc. And so understand that you don't have to answer or handle every objection that gets thrown your way right that objection while it may be legit it may be that they're not going to use us for DME I just I'm not going to try to address that when I just walked in the door and I'm standing behind you know in the waiting room more or less and they're behind the counter and like that is not a scenario or a situation where I'm going to be able to tell them here's why you should use us and then they're going to be like oh yeah I guess we should right? Like like that is not the environment where I'm going to be able to overcome any objections that they have in the DME space. So then I move on to some of the other things that we do for podiatry customers, primarily allograft tissue, uh, orthobiologic space. She, she's like, yeah, you know, there may be some level of interest here. You know, I'll I'll have to talk to the doctor, Dr. So-and-so he's not going to be in until Wednesday of this coming week. And today's Monday he's not going to be until Wednesday, but I'd like to run this by him because there's probably a certain level of interest he has in that space to have a discussion with. And so from my perspective, I'm like, okay, so I'm getting, I'm mapping out in my mind what it is, how it is that I'm going to get to step two in the conversation, right? That is the objective. When I'm cold calling on a customer, all I'm trying to do is get to a meeting, just get to the appointment just find a way to get a meeting on the books with the customer. You don't need to handle the you're, I'm not going to make a sale in the first 30 seconds of talking to the customer, right? Like they're busy. I intruded on their time. I came in unannounced. It's just not the environment where you're going to have anything remotely resembling a close rate that you would want trying to get new business in that direction or in that situation, the objective is, how do I move it forward? I'm at step one, how do I get to step two? And getting to step two is going to come down to getting a median with the physician, period. Like, she's made it clear that the decision maker, at least in the orthobiologic space, is going to be the physician. I also happen to know that he's probably also the decision maker in the DME space, right? So the other key uh, truism in sales, and I don't know that I've talked about this here, but if you've been in sales ever, you're going to know this when you hear it. You never take a no from somebody who can't give you a yes. Meaning that I'm never going to take a no from a person that is not the decision maker on that thing, right? Like I can't take a no from this lady who I'm talking with, who's the office manager, because ultimately she's probably not the person that can say yes. It's probably the doctors that are going to say yes it's probably not her. Now it could be, it could be that she's the decision maker, but I just haven't gotten that far with them yet. And that's not a scenario. Like when I'm cold calling and she hasn't invited me back to her office, that's not a scenario for me to do a diagnosis, diagnostic of their company. It's not a situation where I can just start rattling through my discovery questions. Like they have patients waiting right next to me. So I'm not going to sit there and ask, you know, 20 of my always questions to this customer when they've got three other people in the waiting room right there. Like that's not the time or the place to do that or have that conversation. So I'm not going to, but understand from my perspective, I'm not going to take a no from somebody who can't give me a yes, or at least I don't think they're the person that can give me a yes. So what I did, I asked, all right, who are you guys using for DME? And she told me, the vendor, I'm like, okay, great. Now I know, all right, this is who they use. And so hopefully the next step is going to be getting an an appointment with them. And so the doctor is going to be in the office on Wednesday. So I'm going to follow up with a phone call on Wednesday to make sure that she, this lady who I spoke with, addresses the doctor and gives them the marketing, marketing collateral that I left her so that we can get a meeting on the books with the doctor. And then when we get the meeting on the books with the doctor, that's when I'll start asking my discovery questions on why they've been using that DME vendor. How long have they been using them? What's the reason for that? Do they have a good relationship with them? Is there anything outside of the product itself or the good pricing as to why they use them? How does their st- how do how do they deal with shipping and handling charges? What do they do on backorder issues? Like there's so many questions that you can ask in the DME space as discovery questions to figure out, well maybe we be out, wait maybe we may <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Maybe we can provide a better solution than what you're currently getting, but I'm not going to be able to have that conversation when I literally am just cold calling. And so I just, the, the takeaway point, as I'm recognizing now that I'm rambling, (laughs) rambling for a long time on this, on this idea, this topic, what I want you to take away are a couple of things. Number one, just because somebody has thrown an objection your way does not mean you have to handle it then and there. Like she says, we're never going to use you for DME. It's like, yeah, that's probably an objection that I can overcome, or at least I'm going to find out if it's legitimate, but I'm not going to do that while I'm standing in the waiting room of their office, right? Like that's just not the time or the place to handle that objection. And so even if it is legitimate, it doesn't mean that you have to chase down every objection literally the second that it gets thrown your way. Understand that you've got to you know, this may be a bad analogy. It's just the first thing that comes to mind, you know, losing the battle to win the war. Right. And it's not really a loss. It's just that I'm not addressing it at that time because I don't think that that scenario is an area where I'm going to be able to win that conversation. Even if I have a better product, even if I have a better price, even if I have better service, right? Like from my perspective, if I'm standing in the waiting room of this clinic that I literally just called on and they don't even remember my first name at this point, right? I'm just the tall guy that walked in their door, you know, like the other 10 people that have done that today. That is not the environment where I'm going to win the conversation on their DME. Even if I have a better product or a better price or better service, even if I can legitimately validate how they are going to be better off using us, it has to be, that has to happen in an environment where they're willing and open to make it a a true objective decision on that. And I'm telling you, like, when I just called on a customer, walked in the door, that is not the environment where they're going to be like, oh yeah, I guess, let me think objectively about why I use the current product or the current customer, current company, and why I should use you. Let me, let me walk through this. Like, there's going to be no give and take in that environment. So I am punting that objection to a later time when I can actually address it appropriately. And when I'm probably going to have, when I know for sure I'm going to have a better chance of getting an engaged customer on the other side of the conversation, wrestling with the reality of what we could do over what they currently have. And so just punt some of those objections that you're getting. I think most reps, they try to handle objections like in the time and place that they get them. And sometimes that's appropriate. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes you just punt them, keep them in your memory for later, and then address it when the time is appropriate, okay? So that'd be n- number one. And then I guess the other takeaway is understand the sales process. The sales process is there for a reason. It keeps us for trying to g- take a customer from no to yes in a matter of 30 seconds, okay? I'm cold calling on a customer they've never seen me before. They don't know who I am. I could be a total scammer. They see 10 of us a day all I want to do is get to the next appointment. I just want to go from step one, which is my cold calling phase to step two, which is my discovery meeting, just get a meeting on the books. So that's, you know, as I, um, it happened today. So it's top of mind. So I wanted to share it with you guys, but think about that when you're cold calling on customers, right? Like the objective is just get to the next appointment, just get something on the books with the customer. And there are going to be times where you get lucky when you walk in and they're like, actually the doctor's available right now. Do you have some, do you have 10 minutes? And you, you literally can walk back and boom, now you're in the discovery meeting, right? That happens, but it's not very high. And so have some self-awareness of the situation and of the environment. Don't try to address objections. Don't try to win business in an environment where the chances of you doing that are going to be extremely low. Like if they're not willing to give you an appointment to get something on the books with you, the chances of you getting that business is essentially zero, right? So if you can then get a meeting with the customer, you know that your chances of closing are going to go up significantly and the environment that you're going to get the customer in is going to be totally different than a cold call environment. So use that. Think about that when you are cold calling on customer's and, uh, and really trying to grow your business, impact your business, um, get your name out into the marketplace, get your company into the marketplace. You want to have a good reputation, and, uh, and you're going to be able to help your reputation when you handle those interactions appropriately. <laughs>